Thank you, Matt. Lord, I pray that you will be in my words and in our hearts this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, how many of you watched the royal wedding yesterday? Show of hands. That's a pretty good number, isn't it? Fantastic. I have to say that um, Claire, um, my wife, and, uh, and I, were, we were actually out walking at the time. Um, the dog had been going up the wall, um, and um, Esther, our baby, needed a, a bit of, a, a, bit of a, a, a walk as well. So we were out with the pram and the, and, and the hound. Um, but um, fortunately, Esther, at about 5 to 12, decided that she needed a feed. So we, we sat down, um, and uh, we watched um, the first few minutes of it, at least, on, on my phone. So a screen about that big, um, sitting down by the, country, uh, the, uh, the water sports centre. Um, but for those of you who, uh, who did watch it, all I can say is that if you're now expecting from me this morning uh, the sermon delivery of Bishop Michael Curry, um, you might be slightly disappointed. I think even if I'd had um, a couple of decades of intensive training and, uh, uh, and, and uh, worked on it day and night, I just wouldn't have that sort of passionate um, preaching that comes from that um, gospel Pentecostal tradition in um, the black community in the States. Um, it was an extraordinary thing. Um, for those of you who didn't uh, watch the wedding, I urge you to, uh, to go and um, dig out that, uh, that part of the service um, and watch it. Um, there are transcripts of it, of, the, of, um, of his address on uh, the BBC website, but don't look at that first. What is there in the words is not at all um, the message, the core of the message that, um, that he delivered, the way in which he delivered um, with such passion. It was, um, I felt as though I was sort of soaking, if you like, in how he delivered that message, delivered those words. And the most important message that um, he gave so passionately was this, that there is power in love. There is power in love. If you'll forgive me do, uh, for doing so, especially after what I've just said about um, the quality of his delivery relative to mine, um, I'd like just to quote a brief passage of uh, his address now, um, because I believe it does speak to us particularly today as we celebrate God's pouring out of his Holy Spirit to us um, today and as he um, poured out his Holy Spirit to the first 120 Christians on that first Pentecost. Bishop Curry said this, We were made by a power of love, and our lives were meant and are meant to be lived in that love. That is why we are here. Ultimately, the source of love is God himself, the source of all our lives. There's power in love. There's power in love to help and heal when nothing else can. There's power in love to lift up and liberate when nothing else will. There's power in love to show us the way to live. 
the message of Pentecost that we celebrate today is that the power that resided in the person of Jesus Christ, God's power, fully present in the person of his Son, that power is through the anointing of the Holy Spirit poured into those who call Jesus Lord. What happens at Pentecost is the fulfillment of the words that Jesus prophesies in his parting discourse to his disciples in John's Gospel in chapter 15 and 16. Jesus declares there to his closest followers at the Last Supper that he has to leave them on this earth in order that the Holy Spirit, or as he calls it at that point, the the advocate or the counsellor, that the Holy Spirit can be sent from him and from God the Father to guide them in all truth, as Jesus says. There are two parts to this equation, if you like. The first is that, um, as we celebrated ten days ago on Ascension Day, Jesus, who, um, when he lived here on earth, lived as fully God and fully man at the same time, fully human. Jesus ascended to be with his Father in heaven in order that we, humanity, through him and in him, could also be reunited with our heavenly Father. We could be brought into right relationship with him once again, despite all the wrongs that we've done in our lives to separate us from him. And the second part of the equation is that by ascending into heaven, as um, Jesus says to his disciples in John's Gospel, Jesus enables the Holy Spirit to be poured out by God upon the earth, the third person of the Trinity to be poured out by God upon the earth upon men and women and children in all four corners of the globe, not just in the places where um, Jesus lived his life in the Holy Land and not just at that time. We read in uh, the Pentecost account, the account that Matt read to us, that the Holy Spirit comes from heaven onto the gathered believers Believers whom, as it says in Acts 1, were joined together constantly in prayer to God. Amen. Uh, The Holy Spirit came onto the gathered believers in what seemed like tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. There are echoes here um, of the pillar of fire that went um, before the people of Israel um, throughout their wandering in the wilderness in the book of Exodus in the Old Testament. And of the fire sent from heaven uh, to burst into flame the sacrifice of the prophet Elijah on Mount Carmel as he prayed to God to show his power in the face of the prophets of Baal, the, the rival god of the Philistines. And as the flickering fire rests on the head of the disciples in this passage in Acts. Although these believers are all uneducated Galileans, 
They break into multiple tongues from throughout the Roman Empire, from north and south, from east and west. In this blooming of languages, this flowering of languages, the Genesis narrative of the Tower of Babel is reversed and redeemed. Then, at the start of the Old Testament, God scattered the peoples through causing them to speak in multiple languages, that they might not work together against his purposes, his good plans for the world. But here at Pentecost, through the power of the Spirit, Christ's followers break into countless tongues, far beyond their own knowledge and understanding, in order that um, those others who were gathered around in the streets of Jerusalem, that they might hear and understand the Lord through, um, through these believers' praises and prayers being lifted to him. The power of the Holy Spirit produces a different narrative, a new narrative in which God's redemptive purposes for the whole of creation are revealed. We read in chapter 12 of um, the Apostle Paul's first letter to the Corinthians that it's through the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives that we're able to declare that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus reigns over our lives, and that it's his example we desire to follow as we seek his presence every day. And when we proclaim the words of the creed, um, part of our formal liturgy that we've said together at the nine o'clock service, when we proclaim those words, that statement of our faith, whenever Uh, we do that as we gather for Holy Communion. Our belief in, as we say then, the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life. So it's through the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives that we're able to receive the fullness of life in Christ that Jesus himself promises to all who follow him. The fullness that he speaks of in John's Gospel, chapter 10, verse 10. I have come that you might have life and have it to the full. It's through the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, that we are united with Christ. And that we're therefore, we therefore become a beloved child of God the Father because we experience exactly the same love that God the Father has for Jesus, his Son. When we're united with Christ, we experience the love that God the Father has for his own Son too. The gathered disciples, as they're anointed by the Spirit, they receive from God in the same way that uh, leaders did in the time of the Old Testament. Kings like Saul or David were anointed by a prophet or perhaps a priest. They were singled out to receive the divine blessing of God. And this blessing gave them authority. It gave them a purpose. A purpose to lead or to rule. But at those points in history... 
the anointing of the Holy Spirit was poured out only on a very few and select people. At Pentecost, this changes. We see the Spirit being poured out for the first time on all the gathered followers of Jesus. And from this moment on, the anointing of the Holy Spirit is available to all who call on God's name. To all of us here today. To me and to each one of you. The opportunity to welcome the love of Jesus Christ into our life. In and through the power of the Holy Spirit. If each one of us, if I and if each one of you, are to be fully alive, that fullness of life that Jesus speaks of, and if we're to be capable of the extraordinary love of which Bishop Curry spoke, the power of love, the power of divine love that's capable of helping and healing when nothing else can, The power of God's love to lift up and liberate when nothing else will. The extraordinary love for which we were made by our Heavenly Father. If we're to be fully alive and to express that and know that in our lives, we all need the anointing of the Holy Spirit. For those of you perhaps who haven't yet invited Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit's anointing into your lives, perhaps today as we celebrate the coming of that same Spirit, the first coming of that same Spirit on God's people, perhaps today is the day in which you may open your life to Christ and experience what it is to be fully alive. And we'll pray in a moment. Perhaps you can invite the Holy Spirit to anoint you with his holy fire. And for those of you who've already invited Jesus into your life, my encouragement and challenge to you this morning, to each one of you, is to step fully into the anointing of the Holy Spirit that you've already received that you'll sense fully the power of the love of Christ in your life. And that you will, like the original 12 disciples, find yourselves compelled to testify to others about how that power of Jesus' love has changed your life so that they too may have their lives transformed. Let's pray. Lord, at the end of this week, this 11 days of prayer in which we have joined together with the global church in praying, thy kingdom come, Lord, your kingdom come here on earth. We pray not only that again, But we pray today also that your Holy Spirit will come in power. 
in the power of his love and transform the lives of each one of us and transform the whole of your creation. In Jesus' name, amen. Dave and the worship band are going to lead us in.